Welcome to Victory GP. We're excited you've joined us, and we hope you're impacted and inspired by today's message. And so I want to share with you uh, uh, something that I believe is going to change your life forever. Such a simple truth. We sang about it this morning. Pastor Charlotte talked about it this morning. It was in the words of our songs this morning. And God wants to bless you with it this morning. So, Father, I'm just so thankful. I recognize that without you, Lord, I can do nothing. I'm just a clanging cymbal, tinkling cymbal, sounding brass. And, Lord, I thank you this morning for the privilege to stand before this church body, this incredible church body and region of churches in the north, and the cry that's in the north for us to come, the Macedonian cry, come here. And so, Father, I thank you for causing the pastors of the north to not only hear the cry of their cities, but to hear the cry of the north. As we move north, planting churches, lights that are flickering and coming on all over the north in the Yukon, Northwest Territories, northern Alberta, northern BC. Holy Spirit, come. Continue to move in our midst. Thank you for this launching pad to the north, to the nation, and to the nations. Be glorified. We thank you for doing it in Jesus' name. And everyone said, Amen. Amen. Everybody go roar. Roar. Then go bah. bah. Which one sounds better? Roar. I think I like the roar better. Amen. Uh, but a lot of us, you know, we've lived most of our life like a bunch of sheep. We really have. And I'm going to tell you where we got that from. Because it's, it, it answers almost every question you have about your insecurity, your lack of identity, is all birthed out of this lie that Satan has told us. And Pastor Charlotte quoted the verse that Satan comes like a roaring lion to devour who he can devour. We're going to see why he does that. Amen. And uh, so in Matthew 4.17 Matthew 4.17 says, Repent, for the kingdom of God is at hand. Amen? Now, if you don't know this, this is the second uh, thing that Jesus said after he came out of the wilderness, after being tempted 40 days and 40 nights to get ready for the ministry. The very second thing that he said, the very first thing that he said out of the wilderness was, Repent, for the kingdom of God of God is at hand. Amen. That word repent we know means to turn. Guess what? We were all going in the wrong direction because we'd been lied to. Catch me here. We were all going in the wrong direction because we were lied to. And somebody had to come and say to us from heaven, turn around. You're going in the wrong direction. Aren't you glad Jesus came? Amen? So that's what repent means. Turn 180 and go the opposite direction. Amen? Pastor Lawrence was telling us his testimony. He was a drug pusher. He was on cocaine, almost every kind of weird drug you can imagine. And God caught a hold of him and completely turned him around. And now he's preaching the gospel all over Pakistan to almost 300 million Pakistanis. Amen? I mean, who wakes up in the morning and says, man, I want to move to Pakistan? And yet God put it on his heart to go to the people that need him the most. Amen. 
Repent, for the kingdom of God is at hand. The ways of thinking and the ways of living were wrong, and God wants to change that. The word kingdom there is talking about a restored kingdom. It was always there, but it needed to be restored. And we were living by a different kingdom. And God wanted to turn that around. Amen? He wants that kingdom to come back into the earth. The kingdom demands a new mentality. Amen? Everybody just point to their neighbor's head and say, you need to think differently. Now be careful when you do that to your wife. How many of you know a wife is always right? Right? Boy, I tell you what, you better change your socks. Amen. Before I leave the house. Anyway. So the kingdom demands a completely different mentality. And the truth is, most of the church is not preaching the kingdom. And yet the very first thing that Jesus brought to the earth was, repent for the kingdom of God is at hand. We know a lot about Christianity, a lot about churchiosity, a lot about trying to be good. But what do we know about the kingdom? Amen. And so a whole different mentality. There has to be a complete switch of the way we think if we're going to think kingdom. Amen. And so that's so important. And it's really what it's moving from a lion to a sheep. That's where we've been lied to. I've never seen it that way before. Do you know what sin did to us? It made us sheep. Whose image were we created after? And whose likeness? Genesis chapter 1 verse 26. After his likeness and after his image. So why are we calling ourselves sheep? There had to have been a switch somewhere. Amen? And there was. And you'll see what happens here. So mankind through sin fell from a lion to a sheep in the fall. Interesting. Sheep is not our permanent state. It's only temporal. Amen. It's a temporal state. Amen. Sheep is not our original identity. It was a lion. You were created in his image and likeness. Have you ever seen the, like the, the story of David? Why was he so different than everyone else? Why is Jesus' throne established on the throne of David? Because he killed lions. David knew who he was. I believe that David, through worship and spending intimate time with God, God showed him who he really was. He was a lion-hearted king. Amen? And the giant was no, wasn't even a, he was, was a loser to David because loser, he saw past the giant and he saw his destiny on the other side. You know, a lion's not afraid of anybody. Lions are funny. I've lived in Africa and watched lions. They've got an attitude like no other ad, uh, animal in the Serengeti. There's nobody like a lion. They just strut. We were driving alongside this male lion that was hunting and it could care less. It should have eaten us. Hey man, we're in the vehicle right next to it, and it's just walking, and it's seeing its prey, and it's going towards its prey. Nothing is going to stop that lion. And you know what? It's not the smartest animal in Africa. Amen? It's not the biggest animal in Africa. It's not the wisest animal in Africa, and yet it's afraid of nothing. 
it interesting that in the scriptures it says that God has not given us what? Of a sheep. Sheep are afraid of everything. The church is like a bunch of sheep. Because they don't know that they're lions. And when we talk about getting our roar back, we better get it back. Because I'm not going to walk around bang anymore. When the devil comes to your door, amen, with a gift for you, as an angel of light, as a roaring lion, what are you going to do? Or are you going to roar like the person that God made you to be? If for that alone, Become the lion that God made you. Now we can only do that through Christ and the cleansing of our sins and be washed from our sins so that we can come back to our original state of being lions and lionesses. Amen? We got a few lionesses around as well. Are there any more lionesses here this morning? Come on, women! Stop just being sheep! Amen! Do you know the truth is about lions, especially the male lion, most often, they just kind of sit at home. They do, sitting on their backs. And you know who does most of the hunting? The lionesses. You've got a major part in this thing. Hey Amen. They're not just there to have babies. They actually go out and bring in the food. And so we have a joint. Both men and women need to come back to their original call. Their original image and likeness of being a lion. Amen? That's so important that we see that this morning. So sheep is not the original identity. Isaiah 53, 6 says that all we, say how many? How many? All All we like sheep have done what? Holy smoke, that means all of us. Every person in this room. Romans says there's not one righteous person on the face of the earth. All of sin did fall short of the glory of God. Every person that was a lion through sin became a sheep. And God, Jesus has come to get his lions back. He's come to get his lions back. I don't know if you watched the Lord of the Rings, but it's interesting. What was the name of the lion? Ashland? Asland. Amen. See, all these people watch movies all the time. Y'all need to get saved. No, they're good. they're good movies. You can watch those. It was written by a Christian. But don't you love the symbolism in that movie where Jesus comes and kicks butt? And the truth is, you're a butt kicker too. Amen. And did you see where he took those young men and women, those boys and girls, and he showed them that they weren't just sheep, but that they were lions. And when the enemy attacked them, the serpent and that dragon and everything that happened, they realized who they were. And they changed the scene because of it. Isaiah 53, 6, all we. Now listen, what are we like? Like sheep, we are not sheep. Satan is like a lion, but he's not a lion. We are like sheep. We are not sheep, 
Turn to your neighbor and say, you're not a sheep. And then turn to the other one and say, so stop acting like one. Do you know that sheep are the dumbest animal on the earth? There is no natural leader in a flock of sheep. Sheep will walk over a cliff together if one per goes over. They are stupid. Amen? If they get near to a rose bush or some kind of a bush and their, their, their tail gets caught in it, they stay there till the wolves eat them. They're stupid. Now isn't it interesting that the devil has reduced us from lions to stupid sheep. And yet what does the scripture say? It says that we are above only and not beneath. The head and not the tail. Do you know what the tail represents? It represents what Satan has reduced us from being here to being animalistic like sheep. Because we don't have tails. But in the spiritual world, as a sheep, you have a, you have a sheep tail. Amen? He's reduced us down to animals. And we're lions. Amen? With Jesus. So, so if you are astray, you are a sheep. People who have gone astray are sheep, the scriptures say. And each one has gone his or her own way. Whose way? They've gone their own way. Sheep go their own way, but not the way of the Lord. That's why if you're not born again and know that you're a lion, you will constantly be led around by your own desire. And it will never take you towards God. It will always take you into a ditch and into death and eventually hell. Amen? Amen. You know, there's no bad people in hell. There are only unforgiven people there. And there's no good people in heaven. There's only forgiven people in heaven. It's very important. Amen? So each one of us have gone our own ways. They have turned. It's interesting, they turned. Guess what? They were lions. And what did they do? It says they turned and became sheep. And now Jesus has come, and the very first message he preaches is repent, turn again. And become a lion again. Amen? Become a lion again. Men, we need to become lions again. In this over-sexualized society that we're living in, the people don't know who they are. People are becoming its. So you can see the devil is even going deeper to take mankind into a deeper place and to make them nothing but its. No his, no hers, no man, no woman, no marriage. It's all stupidity. And the deeper we go, the more stupid it will become. Yeah, give the Lord a clap on that. Come on, guys. We are lions. We are lionesses. Boy, I tell you, you'll get your roar back when you finally accept who you really are. You're looking for an identity. You already have one in Christ. And it's a lion. And lions are afraid of no one. A lion looks at an elephant. It's not afraid. It's lunch. Yeah, lion's that stupid. Great big full-grown elephant. He thinks, oh, there's lunch. Wow. But he'll take on an elephant, a rhinoceros, or a hippo, because he's not afraid of anything. Has God given us a spirit of fear? What's he given us? 
power, love, and a sound mind. That sounds like a lion or a lioness. You are, you are intimidated by things. You're not intimidated by people. Lions aren't intimidated by anybody. Amen? Now, does that mean we're arrogant, proud, uh, you know, overconfident? No. There's a grace on a lion. Amen? And that's why it's power first, and then it's love, and then it's a sound mind. That's what we look like as lions and lionesses. Verse 6, and the Lord has laid on him, Jesus, the iniquity of us all. That means us all, the lost sheep. Amen? And when we are found, we become lions again. And so remember this, verse 6 says, we are all like sheep. It doesn't say that we are sheep. It doesn't say that we are sheep. Christianity glorifies sheepness. Sheepness. Bah. Bah. Poor me. You know those precious moment statues with the, just the teary little eye and the dip, the dip, the dip, the dip. Give me a break. That's not a picture of a Christian. Amen. My God, throw those things in the garbage. Buy some lions. Amen. Little teary-eyed Christian, how are you doing today? Oh, I don't feel too good. Try to get that out of a lion. I'll tell you, knock your head off. Eat you for lunch. So we've been, we've been fallen for over 6,000 years. We've been fallen so long that from being a lion, we think we are a sheep. We act like sheep, we talk like sheep, we walk like sheep, we dress like sheep, we think like sheep, we eat like sheep, we live with sheep, and we think we are sheep. God help us. God forgive me for believing a lie. You know, I remember using, uh, dealing with a lie one time with the Lord, and, and uh, the Lord said this to me, he said, Paul, you need to repent of the lies that you've believed. I will not automatically forgive them. Because lie, believing a lie is unbelief. And how many lies have we believed about ourselves? Oh, I'm nothing. I'm not pretty. I'm not handsome. I'm not tall enough. I'm not short enough. I can't preach like everybody else. Lies, every one of them. We can't take La Creed, Alberta. Lies. We can't take Grand Prairie. Lies. We can't take Rycroft. Lies. We can't take... Uh, the First Nations and the settlements, the reservations and the villages of the north. Lies! Who said we can't? Amen? Ken Dryden said this after the 72 Russia-Canadian series where they won that game. Remember, it was three up. They were two, three to three in Russia. They'd last the they lost the last summit series. And it came down to the one goal of Paul Henderson. And Ken Dryden was in the goal. And they made that last goal. I was sitting, it was 1972, we were in junior high or elementary at the time. They shut the school down. They brought a TV in. This is back in those days. And all the kids were watching that series. I'll tell you what, the place went nuts. But he said something that was so powerful, Ken Dryden. He said this, when the impossible becomes possible, it becomes normal. 
Amen? Dustin, quick, if you could just come up. Just share this. He just got back from Costa Rica. Uh, not Costa Rica, but Puerto Rico. Yeah. So um, we do, our family just spent a year in Puerto Rico, and we spent a lot of time spearfishing, freediving spearfishing there. And yesterday, as I was in my hotel room, I was just daydreaming about freediving. And, uh, and for me, I, I got to the point where I could stay underwater for three minutes, but it's so frustrating. you got to come up for air all the time, and I was just thinking about that. And, and how we've been told that you have five minutes before you receive brain damage when you hold your breath. And I Googled it. How long can a human hold their breath for? And, and you would never guess what the world record would be. If it had been seven minutes or eight minutes or nine minutes, I'd have been like, oh, okay, it's a bit more than I expected. 26 minutes is the world record. And this guy dives all the time. He has no brain damage. And the Holy Spirit spoke to me in that moment, and he said, you have been lied to about your capacity. You have believed a lie about who you are and what you can do. And we have, as a church, incorporated it in our beliefs and in our preaching, and we allow that to define who we are. And even as we were worshiping today, God was just speaking to me about how to continue to sustain the breaking of that lie. Because if we, if we, if we say, okay, we break it off, God, we break it off, but then we don't allow him to build who we are, we abandon an old identity and we accept a new one that's still not complete. And so he just showed me in that moment, if I could, Paul, just 10 seconds more. And <laughs> man, so... Me and me, no, no, no. <laughs> oh man. Okay, so me and my son, we love long range shooting and lifting. That's the two things we do together. And, I, and he, God was just speaking to me in that moment. And I could just see, you know, when, when, I'm, when I'm doing that, the first thing I do when I go to take a shot or I go to lift a weight is I, I address the problem. I, I, I size up the circumstances. How much weight is on that bar? How long is the shot? What's the wind? These are the things that go through my mind. And, and God showed me a few quick glimpses, like a slideshow of moments when, when people had asked my son, we're at the range together, and someone would say to him, and this, this kid, I wish he was here. He can shoot. You know, he's incredible. And they would ask him, Cole, can you make this shot? And I tell you, he doesn't size up the shot. What's the first thing he does? Dad, what do you think? He, it doesn't, it's not about the circumstances, about who his dad is and what he thinks of him. When, he, when, I, when someone says, Cole, can you lift that? He doesn't look at the bar, he looks to me. Dad, you think I can lift this? He doesn't even care. It's not about the circumstances. And so, if we will let him father us, he will continue to build that identity into someone and that's how we'll we won't we unfortunately we won't accomplish our full capacity by believing God created us with high capacity we'll accomplish full capacity by allowing him to build that capacity inside of me and show me who I am and so let's just man let's let's call him dad let's know him as a father and embrace sonship and let us show us who we are and look to him and not our circumstance Awesome. Wow. So tell Robert Bannister that the four-minute mile couldn't be broken. He broke it. And then everybody else broke it after them. What things are going to be broken because of your life? That you're going to break. You know what the definition of a leader is? Somebody who breaks, makes a break of something. It breaks something for himself and then breaks it for everyone else. To go as far as he had or further. That's leadership. That's leadership. So leaders break things open for other people. Janice and I came to the north from Africa to break open the north. It was impossible. 
But now it's become possible and it's becoming normal that we're going to plant churches absolutely everywhere. Amen? Do you believe that? Amen? And so we have become so sheepish that we are afraid of lions instead of being a lion. And in the movie Lion King, the little lion was afraid of the lions because he thought he was a pig. What was the pig's name? Hoop Boomba? Yeah, he became a Boomba. Yeah. And he went, oink, 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 oink. And they went around eating bugs. Yeah, they went around eating stupid stuff that lions don't eat. Isn't interesting, even a lion will eat stupid things if they believe they're somebody else. I wonder what stupid things you and I are doing. The head and not the tail. Above only and not beneath. Satan wants you beneath and not above. He doesn't want you to be the head. He wants you to grow a tail and be animalistic. Amen? It's so powerful. So we, we become who we hang with. Be careful who you spend most of your time with because you become like them. Very important. Jesus is called the Lion of Judah. And when he looks at his creation, he sees his creation like sheep, thinking like sheep and not like lions. And yet in Genesis 1.26 again, we are created in his image and likeness. And he doesn't just say it once, he says it twice. Once for the women and once for the men. Get that ladies. His image and his likeness. You have a lioness heart. You know, when I dated Jan, she's, you know, she's not that big. And uh, you know what she did to me one time? We were just walking along and she just moved in front of me and uh, she grabbed me a certain way and she flipped me over her back. And when she had me down on the ground, she says, okay, I just want you to know, don't mess with me. Yeah. What girls don't dare marry a Christian? A lot of them are very dangerous. Marry a godly man or a godly woman with a track record of godliness that know how to get a hold of God. You don't want to marry a wimp who thinks he's a sheep. Baba. And some of you men need to buck up. Get some new shorts. Pull them up a little tighter. And get your roar back. And your wife will fall in love with you all over again, even though she has to flip you over once in a while. You'll have to run away from her because she'll be chasing you all over the house. Wanting to spend some intimate time with her lion. I'm just telling you the truth. When you get back to who you are, the people closest to you will love you more than ever. Because they get strength in you knowing your identity. Amen? So important. So that's really important. God sees us. 
thinking like sheep. And God knew that if he was to go down to help his lost sheep in his lion clothes, they would all be afraid of him. And he did that. God had tried it before. Remember on Mount Sinai uh, when Moses in Israel, the mountain where God came to in his lion clothes shook the whole mountain. Lightning bolts, dark clouds, fire. And they all were afraid because Jesus, God came in his lion clothes. And all the little sheepies were sorely afraid. They said to Moses, they said, you deal with God. We don't want to. Amen. And isn't that the way so many people are in the church today? Pastor, you just deal with God. I'll just come and sit on my pew every Sunday and then leave again. Garbage. Church is not sitting on a pew. Amen. Church is serving. Church is getting in the game. Amen. If you're not in the game in your church, leave this place and let somebody else who's in the game have your seat. Because that's the church that we're coming into. The last day church is going to be a lion church. Amen. And in many other countries right now, it already is. We have to catch up as a Canadian church. Because we're still a bunch of sheep. Amen. And so that's where we're going. This is so exciting. So God had tried it before and so it didn't work. So he came down on that mountain and the people were terrified and they ran away. They couldn't handle Jesus as a lion. We used to have a picture on that wall of the Lion of Judah. Keith Preston painted that in our Bible college. Beautiful Lion of Judah painting there. We need to be reminded, we need to put some lion pictures up in our homes. Get rid of all the, the precious moment. Throw them in the garbage. That's not who we are. That's the devil. Amen? Reducing us. Oh, there's somebody who loves precious moments up there. Well, I'll come out and home do a, a house cleaning at your house. Amen? I'll throw all those suckers out of there. You know, when we first got saved, we used to go into people's homes. Back in those days, we had the backward masking demonic satanic records in those days. Led Zeppelin, Stairway to Heaven. It was awesome. There were demons everywhere. And so one night we went over to this trailer park here by Safeway and this old long-haired hippie dude, you know, Garth was his name and, and he was filled with demons himself, but he gave his life to Jesus. And so we went over to his house. Well, he had all these Santana, you know, Satan records. And we just went in there and we started cleaning all that garbage out of there. Amen. And the fun thing was, as we were starting to take all his demonic stuff out of his house, the dog starts screeching in the neighborhood. The door started banging back and forth. The demons were there and didn't like what we were doing. We loaded up all that garbage, took it out to the dump. That was in Brooks, Alberta. And we loaded up, went out to the Brooks dump. And we threw, it was awesome. It was just like a picture from hell. We're standing on the edge of the burning precipice. And all the garbage is burning down there. And we're throwing these demonic records over. And they're burning down in the fire. You guys don't do that anymore, huh? <laughs> Man, who said Christianity wasn't fun? Amen? I tell you, those were the days. So they couldn't handle Jesus as a lion. They just couldn't do it. So when Jesus, the Lion of Judah, came back again to the earth to die for our sins, he came like a lamb. 
He disguised himself as a sheep or a lamb for the sake of those he was going to save. Amen. I love the story Franklin Graham tells about his father, Billy. They were out walking. And Billy and Franklin were walking together. And Billy Franklin, Bill, uh, Billy Franklin, or Billy um, Graham stepped on an anthill and, by mistake. And Franklin was just a little boy. And he got his foot off the pile and he said, Daddy, Daddy, the ants are hurt. They're broken. How can we help those ants? And Billy thought for a second and he said, Franklin, if I could become like an ant, then I could go save them. Jesus had to become like a lamb so that we wouldn't run away. And that's the only reason he did. So that's what the father did when he sent his son. He sent, he sent Jesus as the sheep, the lamb, who would be slain for our sins. Jesus was not a sheep, but for the sake of the lost sheep, he became one. 1 Corinthians 9.22, Paul said this. He said, to the weak I become weak, that I might win the weak. I have become all things to all men and women that I by all means may save some of them. See, that's, I'm a, I'm a lion, but when I go into certain situations, I have to really tone it down. Because they can't handle the full lion force. Now, when I lived in Africa, we lived like lions. That's the way it was there. That's the only way they liked it. They didn't want sheep. They wanted lion pastors and lion leaders. And so when I came back to Canada, I kept on my lion voice and my lion attitude, and I just blew people out of the water. And Janice and I said at one point, we've got to dial this down a little bit. We're not going to build a church. We're too scary for these people. Casting out demons was just a normal thing every day. I remember having my knee on a woman about your size, Tara, right on her chest, holding her down, and she was throwing me around the room and casting the demon out of that woman. That was just normal living. You come back here and somebody stubs their toe. Pastor, pastor. <laughs> Twelve thirty at night on your cell phone. Pastor, pastor. I've got a hangnail. Could you come and pray for me? <laughs> Amen. <laughs> That's why we need to go to these countries. Because we see something completely different than we have here. Canada is not what most of the world lives like. We live under a bubble here. Complete bubble and Satan has put us to sleep. The North needs leaders who's willing to go. Everybody's going to Calgary and Edmonton because they have hockey games there. They got the Eskimos. They got the... If you're in the city that you're in because of a sports team, I feel sorry for you. People said, how, how, can, how can you move to Kisumu, Kenya, when we move there? They call it the armpit of Kenya. The armpit. The darkest place in Kenya. Why would you ever go there? Missionaries would ask us that. I said, well, what if God asked us to? And they're living in mansions in Nairobi. Why wouldn't I go where God wanted me to go? Why would we come to Grand Prairie, the last place in the world that Jan and I would ever want to go after getting home from Africa? Because God asked us to. We were sent here. Did I feel like coming here? No. 
but we were sent here. Would you be willing to be sent somewhere? That's why some of you haven't answered your call yet, because you're not willing to be sent by an apostolic leader. See, in the book of Acts, they didn't argue. When the apostles sent somebody to go someplace, they went there. Unless the Lord showed them differently. Where are you willing to be sent? Tanner just was sent to, to, uh, to La Crete. Sold everything. Sold everything he had here. Great business. Put all his finances on hold. Everything. And moved there with no promise. He's going to fly or die. Bill in Rycroft, fly or die. Brian and Alexis in Valley View, fly or die. Are you willing to trust God with something that he asked you to do that there's no promise that you're going to make it? What are you willing to do for God? Or does it have to include safety and comfort? Amen? So these are good questions. And I'm talking, uh, I'm, I'm talking to sheep now. But when I'm talking to lions, it's a completely different thing. There's young lions in here right now. Jared, you're a young lion. You've got the spirit of your dad. It's fearless. Walks around Pakistan with, with machine guns, guys all around him down, down back alleys to go and preach the gospel where they string up and cut the heads off of white people. But there's not one ounce of fear in him. Because he's where God wants you to be. And you said this this weekend, Lawrence. You said as the safest place in the world for anyone in this room is in the middle of your assignment. If you're not in the assignment that God has for your life, you are in danger of death premature. And you might go to heaven. You probably will if you're born again. But will you fulfill anything or have a destiny or legacy when you get there? The Bible says you get there by the skin of your teeth. How much skin is on your teeth? Not very much, but you made it. Congratulations. But what's going to happen to those that fulfilled their assignment? It said that there will be a cloud of witnesses waiting there for them. Peter will be at the back. Everybody else whose lives you touched while you were here will be at the front and they'll say, thank you. Thank you, Lawrence. Thank you, Chris. Thank you, Kelly. Thank you, Pastor Charlotte. Thank you, Doug. Amen. David, you need to hear this too. Young lions, let me finish. Say he's finishing. Doesn't mean a lot. <laughs> so Jesus did the same. Philippians 2, 5 and 8, it says he had no reputation. He gave up his appearance as a lion for our sake. He gave up his appearance as a lion for our sake and clothed himself in humility, in a servant's garment. Amen. Jesus' reputation of a lion, but he hid the rep that reputation by becoming a lamb and a sheep for our sake. So we, won't run, so we won't run away when we see him. He was not one of us, but he became like one of us. Jesus knew we were not sheep. But our true God-given nature was that of a lion. But we were, we were lions just as he had said. He was. We have been lied to by a fallen angel. 1 Peter 5, 8 says, be sober and be vigilant. Now, word sober there means be balanced. Somebody who's unbalanced is, is living their life like this. Anybody could push me over. Somebody who's sober is like this, like a linebacker. You're not going to push me over, buddy. Amen? And that's the stance that we have to have as Christians if we're going to make this trip.
Amen? It says, be sober and be vigilant. Maybe I could have the pianist come out and speed me up a little bit. Be sober and be vigilant. For your adversary, the devil, walks around like, what is he like? A roaring lion seeking whom he may devour. Here's the thing. The devil can't just take anybody out. He has to seek after ones that he can devour. Because we're not all sheep. Some of us know that we're lions. And he's a counterfeit. He's got no teeth. If he gets near me, he's going to lose his jaw. Amen? Are you getting it? So the key, those who think like sheep, the devil has lied to us and has trained us to think below ourselves. How many years did I think I was a loser? How many times did I think that I was a nobody? How many times did I think, didn't matter what I did in life, that I'd never, I was a failure? Who was telling me that? Who was telling us that? You're not pretty enough. You know, the highest suicide, amongst, suicide rate amongst women is beautiful women. Models, actresses. Because somebody lied to them and said they weren't beautiful. Every one of us in this room are both handsome and beautiful based on the, what we look like right now. Get used to your nose. Get used to it yourself. You can fix yourself a little bit up with exercise. But guess what? You have to live with yourself the rest of your life. It's just a temporal container. Put some clothes on the stupid thing. Make sure your socks are okay. And then get out there and change the world with that body that God gave you. Stop focusing on your body so much and get out and serve as a lion. Take care of your body, but then get out there and do something for God. Amen. I knew a pastor who spent most of his time in the gym, and I'm not talking about you, Lawrence. But he lost his lion heart and became a sheep and lost his ministry. So what are you being distracted by? Be careful. Entertainment? Do you know what I believe? I believe that a lot of the entertainment today is actually a counterfeit of worship. How much time do we spend? I went to a football game, first one in my life, just a couple weeks ago with Pastor Morris. I sat in that stadium in Edmonton. Edmonton and the Argos were playing. Of course, Edmonton lost. And I thought, what a bunch of hype. Beer and food and half-naked cheerleaders and stuff. And I thought, this is all hype. And you've got all these people sitting in here paying 70 to whatever they're paying for this for a bunch of hype. When I get into the presence of God, like with Ben this morning, no football game, no sport could touch what I experience in God's presence. To go to Africa and to preach the gospel and the altars are full and people's lives are being transformed. What could match that? Going to Lecrete and preaching the gospel with instant miracles and people being filled with the Holy Spirit in one of the most religious towns in Alberta. I get excited about that. So identity confusion is a result. We don't know who we are. The devil's lied to us. So Jesus put a sheep clothes on and came to restore us back to the original position of lions. Everybody say lions. John 1.14 and the word, the word, listen to this, John 1.14, and the word became what? And he dwelt among us. He literally put on flesh. I like to say it this way, the word covered 
with the skin of flesh. The word had skin on it. That's who Jesus was. Amen. Matthew 17, 1 through 8. Peter, James, and John. Jesus took them up to the top of the mountain. You know what Jesus did to these three guys? They were in the inner circle of Jesus. And he wanted to show them something that nobody else had seen before. And he became transfigured on the top of that mountain. And they saw him as a lion. Those three guys saw him as a lion. And you know what they wanted to do right away? They wanted to merchandise Jesus. They said, hey Jesus, let's, let's build some houses here for, for the three of you, Jesus, Moses, and Elijah. Let's build houses here. And the, it's like the Father God said, shut up. You missed the point. Look at who Jesus is. He's the Lion of Judah. Amen. And he wants to reveal the lion to each and every one of us. Amen. Let's not merchandise Jesus. Let's not merchandise worship. Let's not worship merchandise the church. The church needs to be a living place where lives are being transformed, where children are dancing at the front of the, of the place here. We need to cut through every religious demonic thing to get down to the core of why we come to church on Sunday. Amen? And then we will transform Grand Prairie. Then we will transform the North. I'm not interested in just sitting in a church service anymore. Amen? I want to see God move wherever I'm at. If he doesn't move, why am I there? The truth is, they saw who they were really were. Peter, James, and John. Isaiah 60 verse 1 says, Arise and shine, for your light has come. And the glory of the Lord is risen where? Upon you. See, when the glory comes upon you, you become like a lion. That's why we need the glory of God in this last day. You become like who you really are. We had fallen so far that we completely lost sight of who we really are. Robin Hood said this one time, at least it says he did. I've got it on a sword in my office. It says, rise, rise, and rise again till lambs become lions. Somebody had a revelation in that day of who we really were. And Robin Hood went out with a group of merry men and they conquered that area and helped the people that were there because they chose to be lions. The 12 disciples chose to be lions and they changed the world. Are we willing to become the lions that we really are? We will change the world if we do. Proverbs 21.8 God wants to restore our roar. It says that the wicked flee because they're cowards. The Bible says a coward is the same as a fornicator, an adulterer, and a sodomite. Cowards. Sheep are cowards. That's why the Satan wants us to stay cowards. But I'm not a coward anymore. I'm not intimidated by anybody anymore. Amen. Jesus is not intimidated by people. Never was, never will be. He hasn't given us that spirit. He's given us power. He's given us love. He's given us sound mind. Do you believe that today? Proverbs 28, 1 says, The wicked flee when no one pursues because they're cowards. That's a sheep. But then it says this, but, everybody say but. But, but. say but again. 
but the righteous are as bold as lions. Do you believe that today? You need to become a lion again. I want everybody to stand right now. We're going to pray a prayer. And we're going to find our true identity once and for all as men and women. And you're going to model this for your children and your children's children. That grandpa is not a coward. Grandpa is not just a sheep, but he's a lion. You know, it's interesting with David and his mighty men. All these cowards, all these indebted people came to him in the cave of Abdullam. And when they hung around with David long enough, guess what they became? Just like him. In fact, one of his mighty men actually had the face of a lion. And they were afraid of no one. Just close your eyes where you are. Say, Heavenly Father, I realize today that I've believed a lie about myself. It comes from the fall. I ask your forgiveness today for believing in the lies of Satan about who I am. Forgive me for accepting an identity that is not mine. I want to go back to the beginning. I want to go back to where I was created in your likeness and image. Of being a lion, a lioness. I thank you for forgiving me for the lies that I've believed about myself. The lies that I've believed about others. Forgive me today and cleanse me with your precious blood. Lord, I ask you today to give me a deeper revelation of being a lion, of being a lioness from this day forward till you return or until I die. I'm going to be a lion. I'm going to be a lioness. And I'm going to fulfill the destiny that I was created to have and I am going to live a legacy. And I'm going to leave a legacy. Because I finally know who I am. In Christ. The Lion of Judah. In Jesus' name. Now Father, I pray a blessing over this congregation today. I pray that this revelation, so simple, so profound, would become so real that would change the way we pray. It would change the time that we get up in the morning to spend time with you. It would change the way we spend time at Tim Hortons, not saying anything to all the lost people in there. It would change the way that we come to church and leave church, how we serve in church, how we give our finances, how we believe about ourselves, and how we believe about others. Father, I ask 
Holy Spirit, only you can give us the depth of that revelation today. And we thank you, Lord, for doing it in Jesus' precious name. And everyone said, Amen. Is that good or bad? Was that good? Amen. Is that all right? Wow. I'm so glad that God changed my message. At the last minute, I was just sitting there saying, God, help me. Help me. So good. You know, we never want to close a service without giving somebody an opportunity to receive Christ. I'm just going to say this. If you're here today and you don't know Jesus Christ as your personal Lord and Savior, you don't know if you're going to make it out of this building yet. Your heart could quit at any second. Today is the day of salvation. Today is the day to receive Christ as your Lord and Savior. If you're here in this room right now and you're not born again, you're not saved, forgiven of your sins, I want you just to put your hand up boldly right now and say, Pastor, that's me. I want to give my life to Jesus today. I want to know if I die today where I'm going to spend eternity. Right now, just throw your hand up. Be bold. Be bold. I see that hand. God bless you. Somebody else. Just come up, ma'am. We're going to pray with you. Anybody else? I see that hand. Come on up, guys. Quickly, come, come, come. Those of you, come up if you have hands. Come on up. Hands up. Come up to the front. We're going to pray with you this morning. Come quickly. God bless. Give these guys a big clap. Yeah, this is what it's all about. This is what it's all about. Amen. So good so good. Do you know that Jesus left the 99 to go after the one that was missing? Isn't that powerful? Amen. Praise the Lord. So we're going to close the service right now so that people that have to go can. And then I'm going to have some people come and pray. That, uh, Linda and some of you are going to come. You know, it'd be great, Lawrence and uh, you guys as well. Let's take some time with these people. Pray them through, and then we've got materials here to give you as well, and the church will keep, uh, find out who you are. Brother, where are you from? Abbotsford, BC. You're a lion. You hear that? You didn't know it, but now you know it. Amen, you're a lion, brother. You're a lioness, sister. Amen. This is awesome, and you're a lioness. You're powerful. Amen. Amen. So, Father, as we depart from this house today, I thank you, Lord, that we're leaving different than we came. God, I pray that we would never be the same as we were from this day on, in Jesus' name. I pray, God, that you would fill up that which is lacking in each person and complete everything that you yet to complete in each person. In Jesus' name, in the revelation of being lions and lionesses for your glory and for your honor. In Jesus' name, amen. Thanks again for listening to this message from Victory Church Grand Prairie. You can stay connected with us on Facebook, Instagram, and YouTube by using at VictoryChurchGP. If you have any questions, would like to access our online resources, or would like to sow into this ministry, you can visit us at www.VictoryGP.com. You can also text to give. Just text 587-207-4387 and follow the prompting. Thanks again for joining us at Victory GP. Reach. Teach. Mobilize.